Uh, this morning, we are uh, moving on in our words, our series of words. I really appreciate the common love being led right before the perfect song to go with this topic. Uh, fellowship was our word for this morning as we're thinking about words about the church. That's our, our series that we're in now. Uh, we began last week, of course, with the church, the word church. Uh, and, and the words that we're going to do over the next, I think I have six of these, so five, including this, are words about the church that are either about the practice of the church or what we do together as a church or how we're organized as a church, right? That's what we're going to be discussing over the next few weeks. And remember, of course, the meaning of the word church itself, right? Ecclesia, a people, now in the context, of course, of the New Testament, Christ's people, gathered together for a common purpose. That is the meaning of the word, people gathered for a common purpose. Now, particularly, of course, it's Christ's people gathered for his purpose. That's his church, right? We read in Matthew 16 uh, yesterday in our men's study. Uh, we were reading in Matthew 16 when he says to Peter, right? We read this last week in our sermon too. You are Peter and on this rock I will build my church. What does that mean? He's going to gather his people to do his stuff. That's what that is that he's building. And when we think about the church, the very early church, very early on in Acts chapter 2, we see some of the things that they were doing as a group of people in this purpose. They were devoting themselves to what? What were they devoting themselves to? To the apostles' teaching and to fellowship. We'll talk about this in just a minute. To the breaking of bread and to prayer. Reverential awe came over everyone, and many wonders and miraculous signs came about by the apostles. All who believed were together and held everything in common. And they began selling their property and possessions and distributing the proceeds to everyone as anyone had need. Every day they continued to gather together by common consent in temple courts, breaking bread from house to house, sharing food with glad and humble hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all the people. And the Lord was adding to their number day, uh, every day those who were being saved. Devoted to. What does it mean to be devoted to? To really care about to dedicate yourself to it. What are you, some things that you're devoted to? Well, you might be devoted to your family, hopefully. Uh, maybe devoted to your spouse. Might be devoted to your job. If you really spend a lot of time working, you care about doing a good job. You might be devoted to some of your hobbies that you really are passionate about, whatever those are, I don't know. Things that you are devoted to in your life. Are you devoted to fellowship? Dedicated and passionate about Fellowship, right? I don't know. They were. They were devoted to that in this earliest group of people gathered for Christ's purpose. They were devoted to fellowship, among other things, of course. There are other things they were devoted to, but the idea of being devoted to fellowship, and the reason I've got the rest of this here, when we think about what this word means, we see a good example of it here in what they're doing, the things that they are sharing together, and the word common is used a bunch of times. They held everything in common. They gathered together by common consent. They were together doing things in common. And when we think about what it means to be devoted to fellowship, is it something that you would be devoted to? When we think about what fellowship even is, it is this, I don't know if you've heard the word before, uh, Koinonia, the, the Greek word uh, koinonia. We, of course, sometimes call the Bible written in koine Greek, common Greek. It is a thing of sharing in common interest. And it is an interesting word because it is used, as we'll look at later on, to mean con contributing, to give money specifically 
is koinonia, this word, to have fellowship. Number one, fellowship is sharing in common interests. You think about the people in this room. I was giving Steve a hard time today for his Steelers fandom. We do not have that in common, but we do have football as a common interest, don't we? That's a common interest. Uh, Other people I have other common interests in. Uh, you think about the people in your life that you have common interests in. And the, the common interest creates just by the fact that you like the same stuff, whatever it is, creates a certain amount of fellowship, doesn't it? Just that very fact alone. Hey, you like whatever it is, old cars? I like old cars. Let's be friends. Not necessarily my common interest, but I know that there are people here who share that common interest. And that's all it takes, right? You meet somebody new. All it takes is to find one thing you both like. And you're ready to go. Ready to begin building some sort of fellowship. In 2 Corinthians 6, 14 through 18. Do not become partners with those who do not believe. For what partnership is there between righteousness and lawlessness? Or what fellowship does light have with darkness? What agreement does Christ have with Belial? Or what does a believer share in common with an unbeliever? What mutual agreement does the temple of God have with idols? We'll we'll pause there for a minute. What are we seeing here? The thing that creates disfellowship, that prevents fellowship from forming, is there's no common interest here, particularly those who do not believe and those who believe. And then he gives some, some examples here. Christ with Belial, an idol, a God, false god, right? Believer and unbeliever, righteousness and lawlessness. What prevents fellowship is there is no commonality. We don't agree on the same things. We don't like the same things. The unrighteous like to be unrighteous. We like to be righteous. Now, we're not very good at it sometimes. But the common interest is lacking there. And what does he say? We continue to see, but we are the temple of the living God. Just as God said, I will live in them and I will walk among them. I will be their God. They will be my people. Therefore, come out of their midst and be separate. This idea of being separate, closely tied to the idea of holiness, uh, says the Lord, and do not touch any unclean thing and I will welcome you and I'll be a father to you and you will be my sons and daughters, says the all-powerful Lord. Not having shared interest is a thing that will prevent us from having fellowship. And when we think about the church, in the church, what should our shared interest be? Our shared interest should be our belief, our moral pursuit of righteousness, our pursuit of having a relationship with God, our Father. That is the thing that we have in common. And there is inherently, when there are people who do not share that interest, there cannot be that deep, fellowship. Philippians 2, 1 through 3. Therefore, if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort provided by love, any fellowship in the Spirit, any affection or mercy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being united in the Spirit, and having one purpose. Instead of being motivated by selfish ambition or vanity, each of you should, in humility, be moved to treat one another as more important than yourself. And we think, what is the common interest that we share? The common interest is Christ, fundamentally, isn't it? It is Jesus. I am interested in Jesus and what he wants me to do, my purpose in him. And what makes that shared interest more impactful than the shared interest I have with other people? There's a lot of people that like football. I have some amount of fellowship with them just by that inherent fact. But that should be less than my fellowship with other Christians. If you don't like football, 
I should be able to have more fellowship with you regardless. Right? No matter what your hobbies are. Because there's a deeper level of fellowship when we are sharing interest in eternal things. Because my shared interest in Christ and his will and his purpose for my life, my shared interest in that will not just last the 80 years that I'm alive, if I'm alive 80 years, let's say, but will last eternally. And so I should be prioritizing, of course, I should be prioritizing fellowship with those who share my eternal interests. But number two, it's not just sharing common interests. It is, fellowship is participating in that interest together, right? It's, it's one thing to say, oh, you like this, I like this, that's great, and then you move on and you never talk about it again. That would be one thing. You like this thing, I like this thing, let's get together and do that thing. Whatever it happens to be, watching movies or playing golf or crocheting, if that's your thing, whatever it is. You build fellowship, not by just agreeing that we both like it, but by doing the thing, right? When we think about Christian fellowship, what would that look like? If I have a common interest with you, that is, we both believe in Jesus, we both want to please him, we both want to fulfill his purpose, then I'm going to do that with you. 1 Corinthians 10, 14. So then, my dear friends, free f- flee, not free, although you should be free from it. Uh, so then, my dear friends, flee from idolatry. I am speaking to thoughtful people. Consider what I say. Is not the cup of blessing that we bless a sharing? This is the same word. The same word that we've looked at fellowship though far, koinonia. It's translated a bunch of different ways in the New Testament. We just did this. We were participating in a common interest together. The cup of blessing that we bless uh, is not the cup of blessing that we bless a sharing, a fellowship in the blood of Christ. Is not the bread that we break a fellowship in, a sharing in the body of Christ. Because there is one bread. We who are many are one body. For we all share the one bread. This is an act. Well, it's, it's gone now. There's, I guess, lids here. An act of fellowship. I'm interested, and it, it sort of sounds not strong enough to say it this way, but, you know, with the language of what we're talking about. I'm interested in the death of Jesus. Now, I'm more than just merely interested, but, you know, common interests, right? I come to the table, and it's not just me. I'm participating in that with you. That's fellowship. When we come and worship together, that's fellowship. We are participating in the common interest. What's the common interest? I'm interested in glorifying God. I'm interested in praising him. Well, you know what? I'm going to do that with you. Now, incidentally, I could worship God with you more than just on Sunday. What did we read in Acts 2.42, right? They were together by common consent every day. When you get together and participate in, in Christ's purpose with those who share that purpose, that's what fellowship is. Men's Bible study on Saturday, fellowship. Women's Bible study, which I've heard is moving to Tuesday. New time, same place. That's fellowship. When you get together and go visit somebody in the hospital together, fellowship. That's fellowship. You're participating in Christian purpose together. When you get together and you're going to go help somebody move, that's fellowship. 
right? Why am I helping them move? Because I love them. I want to show Christ's love to them. We're doing that together. That's fellowship. It's not just, I agree that Jesus is awesome, and you agree that Jesus is awesome, and that's awesome. But let's do something with that together. Galatians 2, 7 through 10. On the contrary, when they saw, this is, of course, Paul talking about his ministry. When they saw that I was entrusted with the gospel to the uncircumcised, just as Peter was entrusted with the gospel to the circumcised, for he was empowered, uh, he who empowered Peter for his apostleship to the circumcised also empowered me, this is Paul talking, right, for my apostleship to the Gentiles, when James, Cephas, and John, who had, been, who had a reputation as pillars, recognized the grace that had been given to me, they gave to Barnabas and me the right hand of fellowship, agreeing that we should go to the Gentiles and they to the circumcised, only they requested that we remember the poor, the very thing I was also eager to do. What is he talking about here, this idea of fellowship? They were participating in the same work. Now, they did it separately. Fundamentally, they did here. Uh, they were going to stay in Jerusalem and keep teaching and, and talk to the Jews a lot. They said, okay, Paul and Barnabas, you specifically go and focus on the Gentiles. But they're participating in the common interest. What's the common interest? More people should believe in Jesus. So we're going to do this, and you're going to do this, but we're going to be doing it united in purpose. Fellowship. And that's what creates fellowship ultimately, not just between members of one congregation who are doing things together, but fellowship in the church globally is because we are participating in the same common interest together. We're doing the same stuff for the same master, for the same purpose. Now, we want to focus on this idea of remembering the poor. Because one of the primary ways this word is translated is, as we said, contributing or sharing in a monetary sense. Now we could build that to the general point, which is sharing what we have. Fellowship is sharing what we have as we pursue common interest. So we both agree that Jesus is awesome. We're both going to do stuff that Jesus wants us to do. But as we do that, fellowship is sharing what we have to accomplish that goal. We saw that at the beginning in Acts chapter 2, right? Acts chapter 2, verse 42. What were they doing? They're all hanging out in Jerusalem and they're distributing and sharing their material goods so that nobody would have lack. That's fellowship. Romans 15, 25, the word that's italicized and underlined here. This is that word, koinonia. But now I go to Jerusalem to minister to the saints from Macedonia and Achaia are pleased to make some contribution. This is the same word. To have fellowship, not just in sort of some vague, nebulous sense of fellowship, but the fellowship was being manifested in a concrete way here. What was it? They were giving money to help the poor among the saints in Jerusalem. For they were pleased to do this, and indeed they are indebted to the Jerusalem saints. This idea of, of sharing an indebtedness, what, in what way were they indebted to the Jerusalem saints? They were indebted because they heard the gospel. The gospel which came from Jerusalem and all those Christians who were scattered from the persecution. They went about preaching the word. That was what they were indebted to the Christians in Jerusalem for. For the Gentiles have shared in their spiritual things. They are obligated also to minister to them in material things. Fellowship is not just theoretical. It's not just agreement in my mind. I have fellowship with Keith because we both like the same stuff. That's not what fellowship is. That's part of it. But it's, I'm going to share my material possessions 
so that we can accomplish our purpose together, right? That's what fellowship is. Hebrews 13, 10 through 16. We have an altar that those who serve in the tabernacle have no right to eat from. For the bodies of those animals, this is talking about the Old Testament, right? The bodies of those animals whose blood the high priest brings into the sanctuary as an offering for sin are burned outside the camp, therefore sanctify, to sanctify the people by his own blood. Jesus suffered outside the camp. What are we talking about here? The, the parallels between the service of the animal sacrifice in the Old Testament and Jesus' own service. There's a parallel there, right? <clears throat> so what? We must go to him outside the camp, bearing the abuse he experienced. For here we have no lasting city, but we seek the city that is to come. Through him then, let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips, acknowledging his name. And do not neglect to do good and to share. Here's that word again, koinonia. To have fellowship by sharing what you have. Why? Why would we do that? Well, what does he say? For God is pleased with such sacrifices. My common interest with you is God, fundamentally, right? God is my common interest. What he wants, what he desires, what he's done for us, our shared salvation, my shared desire to please him manifests in fellowship, not just that I agree with you, but that I share what I have with you. And I do good for you. That is fellowship. Christian fellowship means working together in a tangible, material way with those who share Christ's purpose. That is fellowship. We do that on Sunday. We do that on Wednesday when we come together. But it is something that we can do any day of the week. Whenever you're with other Christians doing Christ's things and you're sharing what you have to accomplish that goal, you are having fellowship. Not just on Sunday and Wednesday, but every day. We'll end with a couple of passages that demonstrate this core central idea. 1 Corinthians 1, 4 through 9. I always thank my God for you because of the grace of God that was given to you in Christ Jesus. For you were made rich in every way in him, in all your speech and in every kind of knowledge, just as the testimony about Christ has been confirmed among you, so that you do not lack any spiritual gift as you wait for the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ. He will strengthen you to the end, so that you will be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful, by whom you were called into fellowship with his Son. Jesus Christ our Lord. Typically when we think about fellowship, we're thinking about you guys, right? I'm thinking about fellowship with you guys. Or I can think about it in a general sense with Christians throughout the world. Again, I said this last week, it's, it's interesting to think about. People in our time zone all generally doing this now. Now, there's other people, of course, in other parts of the world that probably did this eight hours ago or six hours ago or four hours from now or whatever. But the fellowship he's talking about here, not with one another, Fellowship with Jesus. When you think about your Christian life, do you consider that you have fellowship with Jesus? What does that mean? You have shared common interest with Jesus. The interest is what? What is the common interest you have with Jesus? The will of the Father, right? That's your common interest with Jesus. He wants to do the will of the Father. I want to do the will of the Father. Hey, we can be besties. 
And then what do I do? I participate in that interest with Jesus. What does he say? He will strengthen you. Another place we read in Bible class. Examine yourselves, see whether you meet the test. What? Christ is in you. When you're doing Christian things, you're teaching the lost, you're sharing what you have, you're, you're serving others, you're teaching whatever. Whatever it is that you're doing in pursuit of the will of the Father. You are doing that in a very real, tangible sense. You are doing that with Jesus. He is the one who enables you to do that as he lives in you. You have fellowship with him. He is sharing what he has with you, his strength, his power, his grace. And you are sharing what you have with him. Your talents, your abilities, your money, your time. That's fellowship. God is faithful and has called us into fellowship with Jesus. Philippians 3, 8 through 11, as we conclude. More than that, I now regard all things as liabilities compared to the far greater value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. What makes Christian fellowship, what is it that makes that more important than other kinds of fellowship, right? The fellowship that we have with Jesus, the fellowship that we have with other Christians should trump all the other stuff that we're doing in our lives. Why? I regard all things as liabilities compared to knowing the far greater value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things. Indeed, I regard them as dung. Some versions have refuse, but the word really is poop. That I may gain Christ. Your TV, your car, your house. In some sense, your health. Useless, worthless, compared to knowing Christ that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not because I have my own righteousness derived from the law, because I, but because I have the righteousness that comes by way of Christ's faithfulness. That's another thing he's sharing with us, right? We think about sharing to accomplish a purpose. Christ is sharing his righteousness with us. His righteousness, not mine, his. A righteousness that, uh, from God that is based, uh, in fact, based on Christ's faithfulness. My aim is to know him, to know Jesus, to experience the power of his resurrection and to share, here's our word, to have fellowship in his sufferings. The shared common interest, the participating in that together, not going to all be great, not going to all be pleasant, but when I am persecuted for his name, when my life is difficult because of my purpose in Christ, that too is fellowship. Because his life was not easy. Steve did a good job laying it out. He knows what's coming. He knows the horror that's about to befall him. But he does it, why? Because he wants to have fellowship with us. To share in his sufferings, to be like him in his death. And so somehow, we know the how to attain the resurrection from the dead. Fellowship with Christ is not promised to be easy. There are times when it will be hard and difficult and, and painful. But fellowship with, right, with Christ is promised to be worth it. Why? Because of the resurrection of the dead. Ultimately, he wants to share that most of all with us. Eternal life. Fellowship 
with him forever. We have a limited version of it now. Imperfect, incomplete. But we're looking forward to ultimately the perfect fellowship in heaven. Amen. That's what we're looking forward to. And so if you're here today and you're not quite sure that you have it. Are you in fellowship with Christ? Are you doing the things that Christ wants? Are you, are you sharing in that purpose? If you're unsure about that, don't leave without making sure. Today is the day to enter into fellowship with Christ. We know how to do that. Isn't that what repentance is fundamentally? My purpose is no longer what I want to do. I want to do your purpose. That's repentance. To confess before others. Yes, I claim Christ's purpose is mine. He is Lord of my life. To be united with him in immersion. To turn from our old lives to live the kind of life that he wants us to live. We want to do that with you. Amen? We want to do that together. That's what fellowship is. Doing it together. If you're ready, come while we stand and sing.